What up, world? Pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is our third in a series of draft profiles leading up to the November 18th, 2020 NBA draft. So if you've missed either of our previous two, check your feeds. They're there waiting for you. The Blazers have the 16th and 46th picks in the upcoming draft. For now, we're just going to focus on first-round picks. We'll do that in our typical manner with three organized segments. Here's how we're going to approach it. First, we'll go with a basic profile, answering the question, who is this guy? Then we'll review strengths and weaknesses as defined by the Internet's foremost draft experts. Finally, we'll review the recent mock drafts and talk about potential fit with the Trailblazers. So let's hit the podium. The pick is in. With the 16th pick in the NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Jalen Smith from Maryland. The 6'10", 225-pound big man has a 7'1 wingspan. He started all 64 games in his two collegiate seasons at Maryland. Let's hit the resume. As a freshman, Jalen Smith averaged 11.7 points, 6.8 rebounds, and blocked 1.2 shots per game. He shot 49.2% from the floor, 26.8% from three, and 65.8% from the free throw line, playing 26.7 minutes per night in 33 games. He was a prolific rebounder, though, right away in college. He grabbed the fifth most rebounds for any freshman in program history, already setting records as someone who cleaned the glass. Dude had 19-13 in his college debut. He was big and ready to go right away. He later established his career high in Big Ten play at Minnesota when he put up 21 points and 8 rebounds. Then he ended the season with a really nice performance in the NCAA tournament. He had 19-12 and in the opening round against Belmont in a game where he went 8-9 of from the floor. And then in the second round, he had 15 points, 8 boards, and 5 blocks in a last-second loss to LSU. It was the precursor of what was to come for year two, except that there was a moment where Jalen Smith wasn't going to have a year two in college. It was maybe not widely presumed, but it was there was some speculation that he was going to be a one-and-done guy. He was, going to, he was going to leave Maryland early and come and make that jump to the pros. But he decided to return for a second season, and unlike, I feel like, the, there's so many of these big-man type who come back for year two and don't, don't improve their draft stock, not that that's the only important thing for why you would return to college for a second season. There's certainly some sort of emotional maturity that can go on there. But there's a lot of stories where dudes go back hoping to raise their draft stock and end up just about in the same range where they were, except having forfeit a year of making millions of dollars, or at least in the high hundreds of thousands in the case of second round picks. But that didn't happen with Jalen Smith. He was awesome as a sophomore, straight up. Averaged 15.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, 2.4 blocks, shot 53.8% from the floor, a huge jump from year one. Shot 36.8 from three, flashing real shooting potential, taking about two and a half threes a game and 75% from the free throw line. He got better everywhere, more efficient on all levels. Played 31.3 minutes a night as a sophomore, started all 31 games, started all 33 games as a freshman. He wasn't like he was going to lose a spot, but he maintained a, a big minute role and was more efficient in more minutes. He had some monster games too as a sophomore, 25 and 11 at Northwestern, career high 29 with 11 boards at Indiana on 10 of 14 shooting. Who boy, sorry, Hoosiers, 
15 and 16 with five blocks against Notre Dame. 14 and 15 with six blocks against Rutgers. And then Northwestern came back, the team that he lit up early in the season, gave him 22 and 19 in College Park. Obviously, there was no NCAA tournament this season, so there wasn't like he didn't there wasn't even a Big Ten tournament. There wasn't a chance for postseason excellence for Jalen Smith. It just kind of ended unceremoniously in the way that all of college basketball kind of ended unceremoniously, right? But when you play like he did in, in the regular season Big Ten and you put up the big games like he had with the consistency he had, he only scored in single digits three times in 31 games. The awards are going to start piling up, start rolling in. He was first-team All-Big Ten. He was a 2020 All-Defensive team in the conference. He was a Associated Press third-team All-American and a bunch of other third-team All-American selections, CBS, Sporting News, uh, the Basketball Writers, Coaches Association, all had him third-team All-American. He's basically the third-best big man in college basketball from nearly everyone's eyes. Speaking of eyes, one thing that doesn't show up in the box score of the draft measurements, like you say, oh, you know, 6'10 with a 7'1 wingspan. It's like 230 pounds. But what you don't see when you read that, when I read you his shooting splits, you know, 53, 37, and 75, is that the dude wears cool rec specs. And when a guy has has sport goggles and swat shots all over the gym, it's extra cool. That's not important for the draft profile, but it's important to me, so I'm sharing it with y'all. That's the resume, though. He's a long, prolific rebounder who is among college basketball's most productive big men. The next question is, what else can he do? That's what we'll answer in the second segment. We go over his strengths and weaknesses as foretold by the NBA draft experts on the internet. I read the scouting report so you don't have to, and I'll aggregate them all in one place in the second segment. What else can Jalen Smith do, and what isn't he good at? I'll tell you in the second segment. But before we get there, I want to tell you all about rockauto.com. You know rockauto.com, they're the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, all delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Allows you to quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. The prices are the parts you're going to love because at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. And they're the same for the professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't have to do that. You can just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. So we talked Jalen Smith's two seasons at Maryland in the first segment. Prolific rebounder, All-American, one of the best players in college basketball. Those types of things usually spell high-level draft pick. But he wasn't going to be a high-level draft pick when, if he had come out after his freshman year. Raised his stock considerably in his sophomore year. So what do scouts think of his strengths and weaknesses? 
Now, before we get into that, I want to give my typical caveat because I think it's important. Like I said, this is our third draft profile segment. If you have not listened to the other profiles, we talked about Sadiq Bey and Aaron Neesmith, two wings that are likely to go in the mid-teens or if not the late lottery. But I don't watch college basketball, y'all. I'm a Chapel Hill native who watches every single Carolina basketball game. But I don't watch I don't watch the rest of it. So I've never seen Jalen Smith play. At this point, I've seen 35, maybe 40 minutes of his YouTube highlights. He makes a lot of shots in those highlights. So I am bringing you strengths and weaknesses as called together from excellent services. The Ringer, ESPN, The Athletic. These are thoughts of people who know more than me. Kevin O'Connor, Sam Vecini, Mike Schmidt, and Jonathan Giovoni. I'm not faking the funk. I am merely aggregating the experts. So here's what the experts have to say about Jalen Smith. These are people who actually watch college basketball. I'll let them tell you. I'll just be the voice that does it. The experts, those that know, say that Jalen Smith's got great mechanics on a jump shot and range out to the three-point line. Shot 37% from three as a, as a sophomore. Obviously, it's college three-point line and two and a half attempts a game is it a bunch, but he's big and can shoot and is willing to shoot. He's a modern NBA big man. He's also pretty much a threat all over the court because he's a good finisher inside. He's got touch to finish with both hands. He can finish with power. He can finish on, you know, there's a bunch of highlights of big old crushing putback dunks. He will, he will put it on somebody. But because he can shoot and he's, has a little bit of skill in between in those in between games. He can he can score at all three levels, and the defense has to respect him at all three levels. He's not going to break dudes down with his ball handling ability, but he can shoot and he can finish around the rim. And if you can do those things, you are a threat everywhere, and you're always a threat with the ball in your hands. He's also just plays really hard, is what is what the scouts say. Both ESPN and the Ringer both highlighted that he just plays hard, sprints the court in transition. Even though he's big, out hustles people for rebounds. He's what they would call a high motor player. It's also a good shot blocker. Uh, I think there's, we'll talk about that in a second. I think there's concerns about his defense, but there's not concerns about him being a shot blocker. He's a guy who blocked two and a half shots per game in college. He's just, he has a great, the scouts say, particularly Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer highlighted this, is that this that he has a real sense of timing when he uh, when he blocks shots. ESPN highlighted that he he blocks out well for a guy his size. And I think that's an important thing to note because usually big athletes don't block out at all because it's just not something that's um, super fundamental in the modern basketball. It's it's a lot of just be big, go get it. And I think and anytime someone highlights a big man willing to block out, probably says he's a, a high-level rebounder who kind of gets how rebounding works, really willing to be physical to get the ball, not just gigantic. So those are his strengths. A guy who can score at three levels, who plays hard, grabs rebounds, and is fi- and is physical as he does it. But the weaknesses are that there's not a lot more to his game. He's not this sort of like guard in a giant man's body. He's not breaking people down off the dribble, and he's not a great passer. But the weakness that's actual a concern and the reason why he might b- fall down draft boards is that there are real serious concerns about his ability to defend at the NBA level. Not just blocking shots. Blocking shots is nice, but y'all watch Hassan Whiteside all year long. 
you know you can be among the league leaders in the NBA in blocking shots and not be a good defensive player. And I think that's the concern with Jalen Smith, is that he is just not quick enough and not mobile enough laterally to defend what he's going to have to defend at the NBA level. So how much can a big guy play if he's going to get blown past a bunch or if he can't switch out onto guards? I don't think the the only... The Golden State Warriors convinced us every team had to be super switchy. And while I think that's still a virtue in the league, it's less a virtue the way the Blazers specifically play, and maybe it's less a virtue in the, in the as the league gets away from all smalls. But the league didn't get totally away from that. If you watch the playoffs this year, there were plenty of times, particularly in the East, where teams got rid of centers and said, let's, let's, go, let's go with five dudes who are 6'9 and under and see what happens. Being big is never going to go out of style in the NBA. That's just not going to happen. But being versatile is always preferred, and Jalen Smith just might not be a good enough NBA defender to really be a high-level player. He might be a good enough offensive player and a good enough shot blocker and rebounder to be a, a really solid player, it sounds like. That's why he's projected to go in the middle of the first round. But real concerns about his defense hold him back. And I think every scouting report I read, except for one really funny one on uh, Sports Illustrated that said he was a good defender, good defensive player, Sounds like someone who watched about as much college basketball as me. But if all of the sources that I respect the most say he's a bad defensive player, I'm willing to I'm willing to jump on board and say this dude might be a bad defensive player. In fact, Sam Vecini of The Athletic, who has wonderful draft profiles, deep mock drafts with with deep dives on on prospects and goes deeper on individual prospects here and there leading up to the draft says that he probably would rank Jalen Smith about 30th best prospect in the draft and had him rated as a second rounder in a previous mock draft before a bunch of teams called him and, and got he got more intel on teams and they basically said, told him, his sources have told him that there's no way really that Smith drops out of the top 25. So he moved him way up on the draft board after hearing that info. But I think there's real concerns. And if you are big and can't defend, it's you're harder to hide in the league. They'll go at you every time down the floor. But he can shoot, he can rebound, and he's 6'10". Being a big offensive player, that's a strength. As much as the concerns about his defense are probably real and warranted, or they are real and probably warranted, I think there's a certain level of production that pushes you up to worth taking a flyer in the middle of the first round. And the Blazers find themselves in the middle of the first round, and Jalen Smith very well could be worth taking a flyer on. That's what I want to talk about in the third segment. I'll make my case why the Blazers should take Jalen Smith at 16. But before you hear my case, I want to tell you about Bill Barr. If you listen to this podcast before, you know I'm a fan of Bill Barr. It's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Comes in 18 amazing flavors. The bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They got that candy bar-like texture. Try another protein bar. It's kind of dry and gross, a little chalky. Then snack on a Built Bar. It's got none of those qualities. In fact, it just tastes really good. That's the trick. They made a delicious protein bar. In fact, they just made a delicious bar, and it happens to be high in protein, high in fiber, low in calorie, low in sugar. A wonderful option for the health-conscious among us, and just a really yummy snack. So get yourself some of these bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 
for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked On Blazers, and we're still running through a draft profile of Maryland sophomore Jalen Smith. We talked about his two seasons in college. I gave you his strengths and weaknesses curated from the best NBA draft scouts on the internet. Now it's time to talk draft range. Before we get into why you would fit on the Blazers, we need to answer the question, is it realistic that he'll be there? Where do folks who do who know this type of thing think Jalen Smith will land? Well, I have found the best mock drafts on the internet. Pulled them all here for you. A consensus mock draft, if you will. The Ringer has him going 13. ESPN 17. The Athletics 17. CBS Sports 17. SI.com 24. Astute listeners will know that I've dropped one of the mock drafts from this list. Not going to tell you who, but one of you, I'm going to guess one of you out there has realized it. It seems like the consensus landing spot, at least as of October 21st, prior to 8 a.m. when I put this together, is number 17 at Minnesota. Everyone thinks Jalen Smith is going to Minnesota, or at least when they mock it out, Minnesota seems to make the most sense for a bunch of draft experts. Read into that what you will, but I noticed, I found it a little bit curious. So now that it seems like He's going to be there, right? Jalen Smith seems to be on the board as high as 13. End of the, the ringer has him as high as 13, the end of the lottery. But, you know, uh, the other uh, mocks that I read from all have him be on the board when the Blazers pick at 16 and, and off and still on the board after they pick, right? But I got since he's going to be there, since it's realistic, it's time for me to make my case. That's how we end these shows and these draft profiles. The case for Jalen Smith. A tall shot blocker with real offensive skills is just an intriguing option to me. That, that's the basics, right? That's that's my thesis. I understand that the Blazers' questions are rarely, is the offense good enough? So maybe maybe I am screwing this up. But give me a skilled 6'10 big guy over someone with a similar physical build that needs to develop a real NBA skill set in the pros. I just watched a really slow center all year long with the Blazers. So maybe I'm fooled by, what if Hassan Whiteside was a threat to shoot from outside the paint? Maybe I just want Hassan Whiteside the shooter. I've been I've been fooled. But I think a big with real offensive skills and real shooting ability is something the Blazers have kind of toyed with with the idea of, oh, we'll let Yusuf Nurkic pull from three. It's not a great idea and it takes away what he's best at. Or we'll move Zach Collins to power forward so he mostly spaces. It doesn't seem like his best use of his skill set either. But I think Jalen Smith could allow either of those guys to play inside with a sort of more comfortable, nor, more natural shooting stroke. I watched the highlights. Dude looks like a shooter when he shoots. He doesn't look like a big guy who's deciding to shoot threes. He's got a natural shooting form. But if I'm being totally honest with you all, which I, I tried to be, Smith is not my third favorite overall prospect for the Blazers at 16, but I'd already hammered you with two wing profiles with Sadiq Bay and Aaron Neesmith that you can listen to in your feed right now if you missed them. So I wanted to talk about what else was out there. And of the big men that I think will be realistically on the board at 16, I like Smith's potential more than others. Sorry to Precious Achua fans. To my Precious Achua fans out there, we'll talk about him eventually. He's just not my, he's not my first pick. Maybe I'm just enamored with shooting. I'm a, I'm a sprawl ball nerd. 
So Jalen Smith might not be my third overall prospect for the Blazers. He means that. I'm not doing these in order and, and sort of my power ranking order. I do. I will say clearly Sadiq Bey and Aaron Neesmith would be one and two on my sort of realistic Blazers targets. But we're going to do a lot of these draft profiles. All of them will be realistic targets and guys I think the Blazers could draft. They're not all going to be guys that I'll ring the bell for, wave the flag for. Jalen Smith has an interesting mix, a real productive shot blocker rebounder who can shoot it. He has real concerns, reportedly maybe not projecting to be a very good NBA defender. That's a real concern for a team that needs to build around Damian Lode and CJ McCollum and potentially Carmelo Anthony. You just need better defensive players if that's if that's your crew. If you're a complementary part on this Blazers team, defense has to be part of the plan. So while, while Jalen Smith won't, wouldn't be in my top three and might not even end up in my top five by the time I think this all the way through as we get up to November, I think he has a real shot to be there on the board, and I think that he could help the Blazers with that size and that shooting ability. The case for him is that how many six foot ten guys who were really productive rebounders and shot blockers in college also shot 38% from three? Can't be that long of a list. He's at the top of it. And to me, that's the sell. We got more draft profiles in the pipeline, so check your feeds. Like I said, this is number three. If you missed the other two, they're there waiting for you right now. Uh, I've gotten some emails and some tweets from some of you all who are getting into draft mode. I love to see it. The draft is here. We're less than a month away. We're building towards it. If you're like me and you wait a little while to sort of transition into draft mode, now it's time to do it. And I've got these podcasts 20 minutes of your time to get on board, get up to speed with the guys that might be in the Blazers range and make your own decisions. You don't have to trust me. If you think, if you prefer someone else to the three guys I profiled, well, first of all, they're probably in the pipeline. And second of all, I'm happy for you. Disagreeing with the podcast host is your right. I I champion your rights to, to disagree with me over NBA draft prospects. I will wave that flag. Tell your friends about this podcast, though. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.